Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Hello and welcome to the Emerging Headliner podcast powered by Source Elements. Today we are joined by Will Clapson, aka Jack in Water, who after a decade's worth of experience making music is finally set to release his debut album, You Don't Feel Like Home, which is out on August 27th. Uh, Will, it's great to have you on the show. How are you? Um, very well, thanks. How are you, how are you doing? Yes, very well, thank you. Um, whereabouts in thanks the... Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're, you're very welcome. Uh, whereabouts in the world are you joining us from today? I'm in Palma, Mallorca, just off of mainland Spain. Very nice. Must have been a, a, a particularly nice place to have spent the last 18 months when uh, <laughs> there's not been much else to do. <laughs> it, ha- it has. It's been nice because there was no tourists here. It was probably the quietest Mallorca's ever been during the last summer. Um oh. Yeah, so it's been, like I've, I could definitely have had worse times. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, very nice. Yeah. Um, now, You Don't Feel Like Home uh, is an album that is, in many ways, been 10 years in the making. You've released numerous singles and EPs during that time and have, have been making music for a long time. Um, so, so why is now the time to release your first full-length record? I feel like there's a few reasons. Like, there's a f- like some financial ones. And there's like some, I guess, more personal reasons. I think part of me, I'll start with the, I guess, the the financial ones. Although I've always romanticised this idea that when I did my debut album, it would be in a certain way. I'd get to have strings. I'd work with one of the few producers that I really kind of wanted to work with. And, um, and I never had that opportunity really until um, kind of things started to take off a little bit on Spotify, okay, and then that led on to me getting a few offers and eventually signing a, a deal. And so I always romanticise this idea of when I did my f- first album, it would be, uh, I don't know, a bit over the top and dramatic, and I'd get to use strings and, um, yeah, like lots of lots of noises. And that's kind of what, why I kept doing EPs until until I got to this point. Um, and thankfully Network took me on and, and helped me make the album. And that's, uh, that's one side. And I guess the other side is that I wanted to do, I knew my debut album was going to be about my childhood or just kind of a kind of a coming of age album. And it, it felt like uh, maybe 10 years ago, I would have been a bit more angrier about it and hadn't done as much of the processing or like the reflection. And now I kind of feel like I've written it from a place of, of kind of kindness and reflection and kind of still honest, but not so much anger or resentment that I guess i 20 year old me would have had yeah i mean it must bring an an element of maturity that that perhaps doesn't exist in all debut records because like you said if you've been thinking about a particular period in your life or a particular time frame 10 years is a long time for your reflections to change and for your view on on whether it's your past previous events or whatever you know things change a lot over that that spell so presumably the album that you that you have you've just made is possibly quite different to the one that you thought you you would originally make. Oh well, yeah, one hundred percent. I feel like um, even just sonically, there's a lot of di- difference that would have would have been the case. But also, yeah, I guess like yeah, I think just a lot of anger and a lot not ang- angrier necessarily, but just um, confused. Like maybe just a bit more muddied and confused. Whereas I feel like everything feels quite clear now. I think. Um, I don't know. I feel like I was born to be in my thirties. Like that's yeah. kind of my, uh, yeah. So I feel like, yeah, it definitely feels like I'm, I'm happy that I've waited this long to actually do this properly. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, before we go um, into greater detail on the new new record, um, it'd be great if you could just tell us a little bit about when you first started making music. What what was it that first got you into music making? The you know what was it that inspired you to first start writing songs, and then how how has that process for you developed and evolved? Has it stayed stayed largely the same, or have the past ten years really allowed your your process whether it's writing music lyrics uh coming up with ideas for sonics production all of those elements how has how's your approach to those those areas of the process evolved in in, in this past decade good question um well i'd say like i started music mainly because i loved music and like it was bands like radiohead and the blue nile like my dad used to play a lot of and it kind of got me into kind of guitar music and then kind of getting more into as radiohead released like i listened to kid a for the first time and that kind of opened my world to another whole area of music and i think like when i first started making music it was heavily electronic um kind of like in the same vein as like i don't know radiohead ripoff i guess (laughs) probably be a, a fair representation and then went into kind of sort of guitar jangly indie bands in the same kind of time as the kooks and arctic monkeys and maccabees and stuff like that um and over time i'd say that i've got less shouty and less aggressive sonically um and i still say i'm quite dramatic and occasionally will shout (laughs) or sing very loudly but i'd say my uh i don't know i think my music and songwriting has got more more reflective and more honest um, lyrically and sonically, I think just uh, I'm more confident in saying more with less, if that makes sense. Like, mm. um, yeah, and I think like doing more collaboration over the last five years has definitely like helped my songwriting. I think and made me more confident in my lyrical writing and and just yeah, I think my more confidence. I think uh, in my twenties I was a little nervous mess, and so like as getting a record deal back in my 20s, I'm sure I would have changed everything. As like, you know, the A&R guy saying, oh, maybe you should do a love song, Will. I was like, oh yeah, okay, I'll do a love song. Whereas now I feel like a, a bit more confident and it's, it, yeah, like, I think confidence is the is the main thing that I'd say I've developed. Yeah. So, yeah. H- how has it felt approaching making an album? Because it's something that you clearly have, have thought about a lot over that period. Um how different has the process been making an album as opposed to making collections of songs? Do you find that the, the, your approach to writing has been largely the same or knowing now, okay, this is not going to be a single, it's not going to be a one-off release or a small EP, this is actually going to be a body of work and a collection of songs. Has that, made, has that adjusted your, your approach in any way? It made you think, okay, well, this needs to be, this can't just be a collection of songs, it has to be something a little bit more than that. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that, like, I guess lyrically, quite, quite clearly, I wanted it to be... Uh, I've always liked concept albums, not necessarily, like, a pure concept album, but that carry a, a specific theme. And so, obviously, the, this theme being charted, so going into writing it, I knew that I wanted to cover a certain amount of themes. Um, and I also knew that I wanted, like, a good amount. I didn't want it all to be quite melancholic and dreary. I wanted it to... I don't know, I guess... But, go on a little bit of a, a journey sonically and lyrically as it were as opposed to other eps that i've done i've not worried so much about that i've just well these are the best songs of the last year i'll put those ones out like or 
um, the ones that do better live or the ones that have had better reception, they're the ones I'd put out and wouldn't worry so much about sonically if they're all different. Whereas this one, I think I knew uh, after working with um, Ollie Baston, the, the producer, like we kind of had this idea that it would be sonically similar. It would make sense. Like they'd all work together throughout the like the same guitar sounds, the same string sounds, the same drum sounds. Like so, it felt like a very cohesive thing sonically hopefully anyway yeah um that was the that was the key difference i'd say is wanting it to feel like a one piece of work as Mm. opposed to a couple of bits clipped together sure i mean how did you go about achieving that um so well you know where was the album recorded how did you go about producing it and how involved are you at that kind of level do you do you tend to collaborate with a producer who will think about things like sonics and getting the right tones and sounds and things like that or are you very much invested in that side as well do you build up comprehensive home demos that type of thing you know how do you get to the to the point of of, of completing a, a piece of music yeah i'd, I'd say it's a mix because before working with producers like the first few pieces i've done has been kind of on my own or with with friends and so when I kind of had the luxury of someone and, and, a, and a studio and, and stuff, I think um, at first, on the first EPs that I released with Network, I'd say I, I kind of handed over. I was like, well, you know what you're doing. Do uh, you do you. And I guess like, for the album, um, I wanted it to be more collaborative. Uh, and I guess I had some quite strong ideas. Some of the demos sounded very close to the actual. Um, but Ollie brought a lot of subtlety in like the, the the harmony and the the way that songs developed that i i don't think i would have been there if he if he didn't have that and i think also he was very good at keeping us on track if every every now and then i'd be like oh maybe you know we should put this in there i was like well we kind of agreed that we wouldn't and i was like oh and i'd try it and it wouldn't work and i'm kind of i think that like agreement that understanding of what we wanted to achieve like um, and I'd say it was, it was a collaboration, but it definitely he produced the, the record. But we, I mean, we both recorded it in the same studio. Um, it over a period of about four weeks, I think it was in total. Um, and then we recorded a little bit in a church uh, that happened that we both knew this church because he he actually grew up in Hertfordshire in Essex, and I grew up in Essex, and we didn't realise that we both happened to know this church that we both loved the the sonics in there and the sound. So that was kind of a, a nice little coincidence. Um, but yeah, I think the, 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 the key thing was the, the studio and all he had, he has everything in one room. There's no live room and control room. Everything's just, so we did everything in one room and he had like, uh, yeah, things, some things were kind of planned and some things were accidental. Like there was, he has a harmonium in the room that I'd never planned on using, but it just ended up being on nearly every track just because it had such a, a nice tone. Mm. Um, um, which studio was this? Is this a, is this a studio that he has, or was it a, a higher studio? Where, where was it, where was it made? No, it's, it's his um, his flesh and bone studios in um, I've just London Fields. Um, yeah, not far from from London Fields, um, and it's just his his kind of place where he he has a has a space, um, and it's re- yeah, really beautiful studio and like. There's lots of other producers in other other rooms and stuff, so it was a really nice. I don't know. I loved it. Was been my favourite recording experience so far. I think before now, I've always found it really stressful and worried about 
I don't know if my vocals were going to be okay or like it, it just I don't know but I didn't feel it was the most I've enjoyed recording um, so it feels kind of nice that it got to be my debut album where I actually enjoyed the process yeah I mean was that the first time you'd worked closely with a producer like that um no the the previous EP I worked with um Ben Christopher's uh who I've always loved his stuff. And I think we, we did it kind of in a, in a slightly smaller scale. We kind of did it in his, his front room. Mm. And, uh, and it, was, it, was, it was really fun, but it was, there was a lot more restrictions in the fact that, you know, if we recorded past 4pm, we could hear all the, the kids coming home from school and stuff like, outside. <laughs> and so we had like limited windows. So it, was, it felt like, uh, and, and I had no idea what, what we were going to do going in. Um, I, think, I think either of us did, whereas I, I guess... Uh, I, I prefer being organised and meticulous and, and having a sticking to kind of a plan. It makes me feel a lot more secure and safe in, a, in that process. And Ollie was the same. Um, so yeah, I think it was a perfect match, really. Great. I mean, what's the, what are some of the key things that you look for in a producer? Because it's one of those roles that, that seems to vary hugely depending on who you speak to some pe- people have very different views and perceptions on what a producer should bring to a to a session or to a project yeah um what for you makes a great producer i guess th- i think for me like i've always liked working with producers that also happen to be artists like songwriters that that wrote and either had in the past bit like you know been like a recording artist or we're still recording. I think it just kind of, especially singers as well. Like I found that they have a, a special sensitivity to like how daunting it can be doing like that, that lead vocal on a track. I don't know. For some reason, lead vocals are always the most daunting and is the most comfortable I've ever felt recording lead vocals. Um, and so they, you know, it, there'd be a lot less takes than they normally would like, because it just, uh, I don't know. He's got a, a certain way that he's, he's quite, I feel like a, a good producer, should be friendly to me that's what i look for someone that's friendly and, and easy to talk to but that also is good at uh managing a schedule um and has a has a sensitivity to the kind of sound that you want to want to make and understands it um i think that's quite a lot to ask probably from a human being but <laughs> luckily i managed to find it in, yeah. in, in ollie <laughs> yeah um yeah no i guess i guess quite a vague answer but i think uh no, it's, I think um, that seems to be one of the things that people come back with a lot when you ask that question is yeah. um, essentially someone that that understands you and understands the, pro- the the projects and the record and and is able to engage with it on a psychological level more so than technical chops or any of that kind of thing. It, it does yeah. seem to be someone, like you said, someone that's going to be be nice, <laughs> be a friendly person yeah. to work with, someone that's going to help you achieve the project that you've set out to make it can be quite a it can be quite a hard question to answer that uh, but yeah that that chimes uh you know very much with with what a number of people yeah. uh, respond to when asked that question i yeah. think um a mind uh, reader basically yes That's what I was after. <laughs> and you found one so it was great yeah um ideal so when when you were well, it doesn't have to be specifically around this record, but down down the years, have there been any producers or records that have really influenced you sonically? So not just albums that you really like, but records that, that where you've paid real attention to what's going on sonically and thinking that's the kind of 
sonic aesthetic perhaps that that i would like to bring to a a record i think there's been a few more like more recently there's been a few that i've that i've I've always been obsessed with um sofian stevens for example and the sound that he gets on what just all of his records but um yeah i'd say he's been a huge influence but more recently like aldous harding was a was a big one i remember just the way how simple her productions can be but like how powerful they can be i think that kind of she definitely influenced the the album in in some parts just the kind of the minimal nature of some of her productions um i'd say probably phoebe bridges as well there's another one like her sonics like are just in, in, incredible and i love the drama that she gets from from again what are quite simple instruments there doesn't have to be too much going on but she can get a lot of drama um, I don't know who produced um, her album in 2017. I can't remember what it was called. But yeah, I'd say she, Phoebe uh, Bridges and Aldous Harding were huge influences, um, for okay. sure. Cool. Were there, were there any records in, on that same thread that first woke you up to, to the idea of, to, to what music production is and to the sonic element of a record? You know, so not just as a kid hearing records that you enjoyed, but ones where you you know did it ever ring a bell or something like that you know where you went actually that record sounds really interesting in a in a way that i've not noticed in when when listening to music before yeah i think bjork was one who like kind of changed my understanding of music like i think before bjork i'd like i don't know, i don't think i'd thought much about music production really just thought oh these are good songs this is like but i think bjork like what she manages to achieve, like whether it's through kind of ambient kind of field recordings or like what she can get out of, of strings or like horns or just even her own voice. Like I think she's definitely, uh, I don't know, changed how I thought about music production and recording. And, um, and I think like more recently actually like listening and watching to like Phineas and Billie Eilish and seeing how, I don't know, real like bedroom recording, but done, to an incredible high-end level, I think, changed me. Just from a perspective of, I guess, you know, I feel like I'm old now compared to a lot of artists, like being 32, and I still have this mentality, oh, it needs to be in the studio, it needs to be with this mic or this mic, and it's it's not the case. Like, there's so many artists that are doing it with a lot less, and I think that's, I find, more recently, an influence. Um, yeah, there's definitely a... Um a perception that I think is changing. I think that idea from, I don't know, per, per, this sense that particularly maybe from people of certain generation that you can't really do anything that great with a minimal setup or, a, you know, with yeah. a bedroom DIY setup, but you know, Phineas and Billie Eilish are a great example that you can make incredible sounding pop records without the, everything that comes with an enormous studio and the costs that come yeah. with that and, and, and all of those, all of the baggage that can sometimes come with that type of a project. Um, so yeah, it's very interesting to see what can be done with quite a minimalist setup. Yeah. Um, as for playing live, what's the current situation for you? Obviously you said you live in Mallorca. Are there any opportunities there at the moment for, for getting out and performing or do you see yourself trying to come back to you know travel permitting obviously with with yeah. uh, with covid and all that type of thing but do you see yourself being able to tour this in any way yet or is that not coming to your thinking 
Yeah, I mean, I've actually just started um, rehearsing with a with a band um, in in Mallorca. Um, we're kind of like a, a four piece setup, and the the plan is to um, probably the start of next year start picking up gigs. Probably more so in 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 Spain and Germany and and kind of this kind of side of Europe, but probably definitely the UK as well. Um, it's just yeah, I feel like I'm not booking anything yet. Just kind of holding off to see how things are going. Um, I'm also having a, a baby, not me. My wife is having a baby. Uh, thank you. And, and the baby's due in October. So I feel like that would have been a great time to start touring, mm. but I obviously don't want to be <laughs> doing any touring probably until, yeah. yeah, like next, next year I think is, is, is when it's going to happen. But, um, yeah, I do plan, like I've got a few, uh, a gig booked in Mallorca and a few kind of warm up shows just to test it live. Um, and then next year, hopefully, yeah, start, st- get on it. Yeah, excellent. Well, I wish you all the very best with the record and, of course, with your baby. Uh, congratulations once right. again there. Great news. And um, hope- hopefully we'll be able to catch you on tour at some point. It looks like it'll probably be next year. But um, yeah, I hope yeah, so. as-, as soon as things open up and, uh, and we can start getting out to, to gigs again, the better. So... Yeah, thank you very much for joining us. It's been great. Oh, thanks for having me. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.